on, everybody? Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast, sponsored by Fantasy Draft. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, back with my buddy. It's been a long time. Started his podcast off on the weekend grind with me, but we are here doing some NFL on the Morning Grind, sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Will, how's it going over there? Good, man. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, man. This is uh, this is how I got my start. The weekend grind with Travis Mangone. That brings back some good memories. Uh, but definitely ready to to get rolling. I think it's going to be a fun week. Um, I think there are a lot of spots we can attack. And I'm, I'm really excited, man. I, I, excited to do a pod with you. Like you said, it's been a while. Should be a good one. Let's help these people win some money. Yeah, man. Uh, brings up good memories. We'll definitely be helping the people uh, win some money. One thing that makes me laugh is whenever I see you posting something on Twitter where like it seems like you're having a good time, I'm like, man, this guy, he did not want to be team Twitter. And now he's over here, you know, tweeting <laughs> gifts away and having a good time. So he's like, I don't have a Twitter. Um, it, it you know what? Me. When was that? That was like two years ago now. Oh, God. So for those of you that don't know, I've only been on Twitter two years. Didn't have a Twitter. Didn't intend to get a Twitter. Uh, thank God for my lovely wife being so smart, influenced me to get a Twitter. Uh, it's been a game changer. So the past two years of my life, I've been on a Twitterverse and uh, let the good times roll, man. But, man, that's that's throwback. I don't even remember not having one now. That tells you how, how big of an impact it's had on my life. So uh, shout out to Twitter. Uh, hopefully uh, you guys don't sponsor the show, but maybe you should. Yeah, man, it's it's a, it's a good time. I, I always laugh whenever I see you sending something funny. So, uh, listen, let's dive right in, man. Let's help people win some money because I think this slate is a very interesting one. Uh, we'll kick it off first. Uh, Thursday Night Football, uh, you know, uh, my quick thoughts on it when I saw it, like just from like a showdown perspective was, hey, DeAndre Hopkins, you're throwing him in, you're throwing in Watson, um, and then you're maybe looking at like whoever the cheap running back is going to be, right? Who's going to get the yeah. work? Is it going to be Williams? Is it going to be Hines? I don't know, but I think that's kind of where you're starting. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I guess T.Y. is going to be back. I, I think T.Y. Um, could really get loose here. He, he's kind of one of my one of my favorite guys for captain because I don't expect this game to be crazy high scoring. It is a short week, and on short weeks, I do expect worse defense, uh, but I still don't expect it to be like a 35-30 game. I think Vegas has it close to being right, and if Hines runs one in or one of these running backs falls in the end zone, uh, to me, that leaves T.Y. kind of on an island for maybe, you know, 80 to 100 yards and five or six catches and a touchdown. So um, I do think Hopkins is going to obviously get more volume, but I think T.Y. may be the upside player for sure. Yeah, there's definitely upside with him. I didn't even realize he was going to play. I, I guess that kind of uh, has happened over the past couple of days and being so engaged yeah. in NBA, I, I missed it. And, you know, Thursday is one of those things where that's kind of when I lock in on the actual showdown slate. So uh, there is upside, though, right? He's done pretty well against the Texans, but not because of the Texans, because of the, the, the Dome, right? He's faster track. And I just pulled up a quote. He said he doesn't need the practice. So he's not that worried about it. So, um, yeah, uh, anything else you want to touch on with this game or you want to move on to the main slate? Uh, just for what it's worth, I mean, they've got T.Y. listed questionable. I'm just expecting him to play because he had a full practice today. So that's the only reason I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be in there. Uh, but other than that, man, I'm, I'm ready to, to hammer out this main slate. Yeah, one of the number one things is looking at that value play, looking at who the Colts running back is going to be because they're, they're pretty cheap around uh, where I've been looking. So uh, try and figure out that what that is. Stay up on that news, and that could be a little bit of an edge that you may have over the competition. Let's move on to the main slate. We're going to go starting from the Roto-Grinders page. We are going to go game by game, Will. And I got the first one up here. It's the Bucks. It's the Falcons. Might be one of the best DFS games of the day. Might be one of the best game stack spots of the day. 51 total. Falcons about a four-point favorite. 
What are you doing with this game, Will? Well, man, I, I want to go back to the well on Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I just got last week, they were just kind of a Debbie Downer to my lineups, just kind of destroyed them there at the end. Um, has had some good things going. But at any rate, I think this is another good spot. I, listen, the Atlanta Falcons defense has somehow had, I think, 11 or 12 sacks in the past two weeks, somewhere around that number. Um, I, I still like Jameis here, still like Evans, still like Godwin. Um, if, if, if the Falcons defense somehow comes out and blows up the Buccaneers, then, hey, you know, maybe I'll hop off. But here's how this game goes, in my opinion. Jameis Winston is going to throw three interceptions. They're going to be down. He still somehow ends up with 300 yards and three touchdowns. And if he ends up with 300 yards and three touchdowns, you got to think the bulk of that is going to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Um, you know, I, I've heard strategies out there just talking about how do you play Evans and Godwin. Um, I'm still of the mindset that you can play them together. However, in recent weeks, typically one of them goes off. One of them has a, a mediocre game. Um, I think they've had one or two weeks where both have kind of crushed. I still think this is a good good pairing together. So I, I really like Evans and Godwin this week. If I had to side one over the, over the other, I think I'd take Evans in this scenario. Uh, but that's about it. Cameron Braid, I know he got 14 targets last week. I think that was just kind of O.J. Howard having a, a behind-the-back fumble and just kind of maybe not, you know, getting him out of the game. But other than that, Evans is still my primary guy, Godwin, Jameis. Those three guys load them up all day. Yeah, I get it. Uh, you know, I'm more of a cash guy. I don't play as much GVP, so it's tougher for me to get on those guys. But I get it. It's one of those games where there's going to be a lot of points scored. Uh, one thing you did mention I think is really important to talk about, Will, is the Falcons' defense. Why have they been so good the past two games? Well, that's because Dan Quinn, uh, he gave away the play calling. Uh, you know, first 10 games, it was Dan Quinn calling the plays. Last two games, we're not him. So uh, oh, that's yeah. pretty – yeah, that's a pretty big deal, and I think that makes this Falcons defense a little more for real here. Uh, definitely going to be interested in them. Like I said, Godwin, Evans, they're great guys that you can sprinkle out. Like, I mean, they're phenomenal guys that you can go to. The one question is, is, is Cameron Brait's uh, 14 targets a real thing? Um, I don't think it's a real thing, but I think he's an interesting value that you can still consider, but I still think this is a Godwin and Mike Evans show, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you 100%. Now, what about the Falcons side of the ball? Because I, I think this is a spot where, like, a guy like a Calvin Ridley, the price has gone up, right? Uh, even Julio Jones, you got to consider him, too, even though the price has gone up. Um, we have to obviously talk about Julio versus those other top-end receivers without no Mohamed Sanu, with the uh, you know with, with Austin Hooper not there. There's more opportunity for these guys. So how are you approaching these two Falcons receivers? Because I think this is a very important talking point this week based on the salary yeah, for sure. I mean, I think Julio and Calvin are probably going to – I think they have to be at the top of your list. I mean, we see what receivers are doing in this defense. It's not – it's everybody. Uh, we saw what Christian Kirk was able to do, you know, when Arizona played. You saw what Michael Thomas was able to do. And I know Michael Thomas and Christian Kirk aren't the same receiver. Obviously, Michael Thomas is better overall. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, num number one wideouts have really been giving them problems. So uh, in a spot where we know that Julio and Calvin are going to get most of the target share because of the tight end situation there in Atlanta, uh, you have to like these guys. I actually like Brian Hill again this week. I know he was kind of a letdown. And I didn't think he was a slam dunk, you know, to get, you know, 20, 30 fantasy points. But uh, I still think in terms of value, because he didn't have a great game last week, uh, you know, when you look at the numbers, he had 15 carries. He had three targets. 
Obviously, we know that Tampa Bay is, is you know, going to kind of stifle the run a little bit. But really, all you need for Brian Hill is for him to fall in the end zone, you know, one time and pick up, you know, 40, 50 yards and a couple catches, and he's right there. So I, I still think he's good value this week, even though Quadri Allison uh, was able to vulture a touchdown away. And keep in mind, Hill did score last week, uh, but they called one back on a holding penalty. So imagine if he falls in the end zone twice last week. Uh, now everyone's saying, man, you have to have Brian Hill in your lineups because now he's got roughly 15 to 20 fantasy points uh, for 4,800. So just wanted to kind of point that out for everyone that, that uh, kind of, you know, said, oh, Hill talk was bad talk. May have been bad, but, but I still think it's good for the price. All righty, let's move on. Let's go to the next game that we have up on the slate here. Oh, baby doll. Uh, is this the, is this your game? It's the Miami Dolphins and the Cleveland Browns. Am I, am I talking to Big T here? Because he loves his Dolphins. Grant's another guy uh, working for our team that loves the Dolphins too. Um, listen, 44 and a half total, but this is the key point. Browns, 27.75 team total. The two guys that I'm really interested in, Will, uh, talking about Nick Chubb, think he's a phenomenal play this week, and Odell Beckham Jr., where you can get his price cheap. Like one site, Yahoo, man. Uh, that price is really cheap. I think he's $22 and Landry's $24. We're getting Beckham cheaper than Landry mm. on that site. So, um, yeah, man, you're, you're talking about this game. I hear you over there getting excited. Uh, talk about this game. Well, man, I'm going to hit on the, the Dolphins first. And I, I don't know. I, I know you probably don't listen to the morning grind a whole lot. Uh, but during baseball season, I've just got a, a one-word scenario that sums up, am I going to play anyone from this team? And the answer is no. I'm not playing anyone from Miami. So we, we can just skip over Miami right now. I'll give you your time. Anybody from Miami that you want to cover? Uh, not really. Like, I think Parker's fine, but I'm with you. I don't really play that many bad uh, teams. Like, that's, you know, I play a lot of my cash games. And I think Parker's fine with the targets he's seeing. You can consider it, but I think there's better wide receiver plays. So let's not waste any yeah. time. Uh, talk about the Browns <laughs> to me. I already gushed over Chubb. I gushed over uh, Beckham. I think they're both amazing plays this week. Uh, how about you? Yeah, man, listen, the, the Dolphins are a team I like to target every week. Uh, I don't care who's playing them. Uh, if, if they play the Bears, I play the Bears. If they play the Giants, I'm going to play the Giants. Um, and the reason being, man, just it's just simple simple things. This is the worst defense in football, according to DVOA. And I want to attack that. And so, you know, I think this is Browns onslaught week. Listen, the Browns can let you down. I'm not, I'm not saying that they can't. But this is about as good of a spot as the Browns are going to get all season. I'm loading up May Baker Mayfield. I'm loading up Chubb. I'm definitely loading up Beckham. You know, the price, you know, I talked about it last week. The older Beckham was starting to get a little bit too cheap. He's still too cheap. I'm loading these guys up across the board. If I was running 100 lineups, I'd almost want to have Baker, Chubb, and Odell in all 100. That, that's how good I feel about this matchup with the Browns. Um, th this is just a smash spot, man. I almost feel like you can run Baker, Chubb, Odell, and Landry in the same lineup. It seems like overkill until they score 40 points. And, and so I think the target distribution is going to be there. I think the runs are going to be there. Baker for over 303 touchdowns. Smash spot of the week. Got to love the Cleveland Browns. Just pray they don't let you down. Yeah, well, I'm with you. I love Cleveland here in this spot. Uh, I do think we have to consider running it back, right? I think it's a conversation that we have to have. I get it. You said no to the Dolphins. But listen, there's no Miles Garrett, right? That's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, you know, he puts up so much, so much pressure on defenses at times. 
And I think a guy like a Devontae Parker running it back with an Albert Wilson who can have some upside, I think we really got to consider it. I know you said no, Will, but I'm going to give you a second chance. Can you <laughs> run it back with any Dolphins, at least one maybe? Man, maybe the tight end, but, hey, man, listen, I'm not playing the Dolphins. In fact, I may have – I'd have five Browns before I play the Dolphins, and my extra one would be the Browns' defense. I, I'm just – I'm going all in on the Browns this week, especially if Fitzpatrick happens to not play. He's questionable with the forearm injury. Um, gosh, if we get Josh Rosen in there, just fire up the interceptions. They're coming. Uh, I know we spent a lot of time on this game, but this this is the big one for me of the week. My favorite spot, my favorite spot for offense, Cleveland Browns, man. I'm I'm not playing any Dolphins. I can tell you that right now. Zero Dolphins. Yeah, love Chubb and Cash, love Odell Beckham. Here's my question though, Will. I, this is a strategy question. Uh, you know, and then we'll move on to the next game after that. Sometimes when you build lineups, right, you put the running back in, you put the receiver in, and it feels weird not having the quarterback in a tournament. It feels very odd. Can you do that here with Chubb and Beckham? Do you think that's the right move? Because we're in an era where game stacking is the thing. Uh, how do you feel about that in your tournament lineups? When is that okay? Is it in like the Thunderdome or is it in the $4? When can you do it and when can you not? Man, I, so, so honestly for me, if, if I'm going to take a stance like that, I feel more comfortable when there's a guy like Lamar Jackson on the slate who can get it done with zero wide receivers. He can rush for over 100 yards, get a, get a, get a rushing touchdown throw for over 200 and maybe two touchdowns and put up 30, 40 fantasy points and his receivers, and you don't need a single receiver to take down a GPP. Um, and which I know he's been kind of getting it done with Mark Andrews, but that's when I feel most comfortable uh, to pull something like that off. In this spot, because Baker's fairly cheap at 5,900 on DK, I think it's worth it to play them all together because of the price. If Baker was like 7K, I probably wouldn't feel as comfortable. But with them being 5,900, I think you just play them all together. Yeah, for sure. Uh, listen, I, I love the Baker stack, and uh, hopefully those uh, Browns hit, and you and I can be uh, taking some money home this weekend, and hopefully the people will join us. Let's head yes. over to the next game. We got the New York Giants. We got the Chicago Bears. The Bears, they're six-point favorites, but this is a 40-and-a-half total, Will. And listen, Vegas, they're very efficient at figuring out their totals, right? Uh, I don't really want to attack a 40-and-a-half total that much. How about you? No, nah, not a whole lot, man. Um, I mean, I, I, I think if, if you're playing someone from this game, I think it's got to be Saquon, um, you know, a guy that's just kind of underpriced. I, I know he's been hurt this season, um, but I think, you know, for the price, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking his ownership is going to be pretty low because Chubb is going to suck up most of it, as he should. Chubb should get the ownership this week, uh, no doubt about it. But I think this is a guy you sprinkling in your GPPs, um, you know, we know he's got 30-point upside. And if you get 30 from Saquon this week, um, I haven't looked at the ownership yet. I would assume Saquon somewhere around 10 to 12%, you know, right out of the gates, maybe maybe 15 at the most. Um, I, I think that's that's where you go. Maybe a little sprinkle of Golden Tate. Um, I know Darius Slayton has kind of had a massive target share in Week 10, but I'm not buying into that. Uh, I still think Golden Tate's going to get most of the work here, along with Evan Ingram if he happens to be bad. But that's about it for me. Not playing Daniel Jones. I think Saquon, Golden Tate, those are my top two targets if I had to play someone from this side of the ball. Yeah, I think I'd end up going to a, a guy like Barkley. I think his price, it's priced up, but I think he's in play. He's in the conversation this week. Not one of my favorite running backs overall, though. Uh, if you did, let's say you were game stacking, right? Let's say you needed one on one side and one on another. You run it back with Allen Robinson and Barkley. 
that's kind of the combo I think you go with. But listen, uh, I don't want to be heavily exposed to this game. I don't trust Mitch Trubisky. I talk about this a lot. <laughs> when you're playing Allen Robinson, you're also investing in who? Mitch Trubisky. Like, that's just not a fun spot to be at. I get it's the Giants defense. Totally understand, but it's a 40 and a half total. I don't think this is winning people all the GPP money. Anything else you want to talk about here, Will? Yeah, I mean, I do want to hit, hit on Trubisky. So I, I don't like playing quarterbacks that are bad in bad spots. I'm more willing to play a guy like Trubisky in a week where he's playing against the Giants. But, you know, I wouldn't play him against the Patriots. Wouldn't play him against the Saints. Wouldn't play him against the Bills. But against the Giants, I think I think if you want to, I think you can this week for the price. He's 5100 about the minimum um, in terms of, you know, kind of where our, our price break is at about that 5K mark. I know you can get down to 4K sometimes. But you've got a guy that comes out of nowhere. But Trubisky at 5100 against the Giants, I think you can get away with it, but I don't think it's worth it to play Trubisky over uh, a guy like Baker Mayfield. I think you just find the 800 more and play Baker. Now, listen, Will, I would criticize you, but I was the guy that when the, the Bears played the Eagles on Thursday, when it's today's Thursday, I was like, man, that Mitch Trubisky against that Eagles secondary, that could work. And then once Sunday morning hit, I said, you're an idiot, Mangone. Get off of him. And I, it worked out getting off. Uh, now, Will, I, I hope you have the revelation on Sunday and realize this is a bad idea. But maybe it'll win you all the money. Maybe it will. Um, I know it's going to be low-owned, but I don't know, man. 40 and a half total, I'm a little scared. It's just a very low one. Uh, I got nothing else to say. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, we got the Carolina Panthers. We got the New Orleans Saints. 47 total here and the saints they're eight and a half favorites and this feels like the this feels like the spot where all the cash game guys are very excited right they can play christian mccaffrey they can play michael thomas and they're like i got a game stack in my cash games this is so great um how about you what do you kind of think of these two studs in this game man top two you know fantasy producers of the slate at both positions respectively i uh I've kind of been on, on the fade McCaffrey train here recently. Like, I was on a team jamming man about two or three weeks ago, but I think the past – I think it was three weeks ago. The past two weeks, though, I, I love McCaffrey. The guy, I mean, it's incredible what he's doing. He cranked out 30 fantasy points last week, I think, and it was just a terrible – I mean, they lost by like a 1,000. Jesus. Uh, but I, I think this week, I think, I think you can pull the McCaffrey fade in tournaments. I wouldn't fade him in cash games. The guy's got the safest floor at the running back position. But in tournaments, I definitely think saving that salary and finding some other guys is where you want to go. Uh, obviously, DJ Moore is getting targets. Curtis Samuels getting targets. Uh, if, if, if Kyle Allen can, can uh, you know, stay, stay loose in the pocket uh, and get the ball out on time, I think these guys can have good games. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at on, on the Carolina side. Yeah, listen, the Carolina side, it's not as juicy as it was in past weeks, but it's still pretty solid. Some of the guys have gotten priced up a bit. But listen, Christian McCaffrey definitely in my cash game pool, my cash game conversation. Also think Curtis Samuel, I think for the cheaper price, if you're getting him at lower ownership, uh, I'm intrigued. I think this could be a really good spot. And uh, like, what can you say about Michael Thomas? I mean, absolutely amazing. Uh, the one thing I will say, which I think is important when you're playing cash games, is like you – it feels like you get a running back at the receiver position, right? Like there's, I just think there's value in that. That's kind of the thing that I've been thinking about with rostering him and playing him. I played him on, uh, I don't think, I, I don't know if I played him last week. I'm trying to remember, but it was still a good week. So it didn't matter. Uh, but this week, I think it's a, you know, a conversation to have. Uh, so 
A- any final thoughts here on the Saints side of the ball? Anyone you want to play? Kamara, we didn't talk about too much, but I think he's certainly in play. Man, listen, Kamara's this, – this is about as juicy of a matchup as he can get to. He's 8,200, so he's priced up. Uh, but look, you know, if he's going to keep getting these targets, Kamara didn't score a single touchdown last week and still put up 22 fantasy points. Can you imagine what happens on the week where he scores two touchdowns? I mean, I I I really like Kamara this week. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a really, really good spot for him. Um, I, I think you try to get him in your lineups this week. This, this could be the week he's a slate breaker. So I, I like him more than McCaffrey this week in terms of upside for the price because he's got a safe floor with targets. Um, if he happens to rush over 100 yards, break some big runs, uh, I think he'll be right there. I think the combo of Kamara and Chubb is going to be greater than a McCaffrey-Chubb combo because of the salary savings you get. Yeah, the thing I'll also say about Kamara, too, is he can be nice leverage in tournaments off of Michael Thomas, right? Um, listen, if Kamara has that, like, 12-catch game, it's not like Michael Thomas is catching the ball, too. So uh, there's some leverage opportunity there, too. And on PPR sites, I think Kamara has crazy, crazy upside. And we haven't really seen it that much this season because he has been hurt. So uh, Kamara, yeah. definitely in conversation, definitely in play, like, obviously, uh, those two guys. Um, let's move on to the next game. We got the Denver Broncos. We got the Buffalo Bills. Will, one of our lowest totals this season. I mean, I see 37 and a half here. <laughs> That's what I got. Yeah, like, listen, um, I get it. Josh Allen, you can kind of play him naked sometimes. And you have those massive games. You said you look for those kind of quarterbacks. Uh, is he that kind of quarterback for you? I think this is a great game to just listen. Just look at the game and say, I'm not touching it. I mean, it's too low of a total. There's not that many great opportunities. It's not like Cortland Sutton's price down. It's not like John Brown's price down. Uh, I just think this is a game just to completely fade. Yeah, man, th- this is another write-off for me this week. Um, listen, it's the battle of the Allen brothers. My, our good friend Allen would love to uh, hop in on this Allen uh, narrative game. Don't do it, Allen. Uh, just go ahead and get your flow chart out. This game is awful. Scratching it off, not touching it. John Brown, 6,700. He's been one of my favorite receivers to play this week. I mean, this year. Can't do it this week, though. This this game is terrible. Yeah, I'm out on that. Now, if I have to, if I have to roster Allen Lem, too, like, uh, I don't care what his price is. I don't know. I don't want to see Allen on a football field. I don't think it'll go too well for him. So, um, unless I'm getting, like, you know, extra salary where I can jam in CMC and Thomas and still have all the money for the good players. But, uh, yeah, I'm out on this game, and I think it's a good spot to move on. Uh, yes, sir. Let's move on. Let's go Detroit Lions. Washington Redskins, 41.5 total. Uh, you know, Lions, they are three-and-a-half-point favorites. And there's some interest, I think, in this game. And one reason why I think I have some interest is there's a guy like Jeff Driscoll. If you look at uh, the rushing equity he has, he's a cheap quarterback. And the Lions don't run the ball a lot. They're throwing the ball a ton. And there's some really good wide receiver options. And there's a nice little funnel there for those guys. So what are you doing with the Lions? I think this is a spot we can attack. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll, a little bit of a discount off of uh, off of uh, Jesus, off of Baker Mayfield. So I I think this is a spot where there's potential. The problem is the targets that you know we kind of saw under under Stafford. I don't, I don't feel like it's the same type of distribution. Um, it, they've just kind of been you know all over the place. He's really sharing the ball. It's kind kind of evil. So I. I I don't know if I want to play Driscoll. I don't think I have to play Driscoll. This is a great spot. 
So I, I get playing Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is a favorite of mine. Uh, Marvin Jones is typically a little bit cheaper, but even he's priced up a little bit now. Um, I, I like the game because this is a bad defense. I think you get exposure to Driscoll in this passing game through Galladay, through Jones, through Amendola. I, I think that's how you get it done. You know, I'm not sure if Bo Scarborough is going to become a DFS darling. Um, you know, he had 14 rush attempts here uh, last week. If he gets 14 rushing attempts again, you know, or, or hits 15, 20, which I doubt, but, but if he were to get up there against the Washington Redskins, uh, he could end up putting a massive number as well. I think you do sprinkle in Bo Scarborough in tournaments. By sprinkle, I mean 5 to 10%. Yeah, man, uh, you're not going to sell me on Scarborough yet. I'm going to have to hear some good coach speak, and maybe it's one of those things as the week goes on. But I get it. I understand. But, uh, but that's why I said a sprinkle. Like, nothing serious. Like, you're running 150 lineups. You know, you get him in five. And if he gets in the box twice, if he's on the right team, maybe you got a chance to take down the million, you know? Listen, uh, hey, listen, it's the Redskins. Uh, Eric Crane might be able to get in the box against them. We'll, we'll move him <laughs> in uh, the end zone there. But um, – what about the opposite side? I mean, I think running it back with a McLaurin or even playing him on an island isn't a terrible idea. Uh, but I don't know. Not too much else I'm really dying to like, play in this game. Yeah, I, I can't play any Washington Redskins, man. I saw a very uh, depressing video of Dwayne Haskins talking to his offensive line. Doesn't look like they're very interested in hearing what he had to say. He's like, hey, you know, what do I have to do to help you? And the offensive line is just looking around like, man, you know, get out of here. Let's just get out of here and go home. I don't think they have much respect for him. Um, I, I can't touch anybody on our, our Washington Redskins right now. I have to see that video. Their season is over. They, they, they packed it up. Uh, one, two, three, Cancun. They're out. Alrighty, man. I wish I was in Cancun. Uh, man, that'd be a nice place to be at right now. But, uh, listen, uh, I'm having fun. I'm on a podcast with you, so I can't complain. That's like Cancun. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's move on. Uh, let's go over to uh, a place that isn't Cancun. We're in New York. Uh, we got the Raiders. We got the Jets. 46 and a half total. Raiders, they are road favorites. They're three-point favorites. Uh, what are you interested in here, Will? Because this is a game where I think there are some plays we could talk about. Yeah, th this is another good one. This is another one I've got circled uh, in terms of, you know, offensive production. Uh, I think Derek Carr is in play. I think Jacobs is in play. I think Tyrell Williams is in play. I know we've got some fringe guys at the receiver position. Any of these guys could break off for 80 yards and a touchdown, but I'm not worried about that. Carr, Jacobs, Williams, and our very fantasy-friendly Darren Waller, who hasn't had a big game recently – uh, this could definitely be the week. So Waller is a guy that I think you, you definitely want to get exposure to. And just stick with the main guys. A lot of times in DFS, you know, maybe we try to get a little bit too risky and, you know, we start playing, a, you know, a, a, a Zay Jones or a Hunter Renfro when really all we have to do is just take the main guys and, and find guys that are underpriced that are getting to work. Um, and, and that's where I'm at. You know, this is a f fantastic spot for the Oakland Raiders definitely get these guys in your lives. Yeah, man. Wall of the baller, baby. Uh, he's probably my favorite Raider here in this spot. Uh, I'm asking you a question and it pertains to a game that's later on. You got to go straight up. Only one option. You want Zach Ertz or you want Waller? Cause that's something I've been debating so far this week. Man, I think, Oh, that's, that's a tough one. I think right now I, I think I take 
I feel like I take Ertz. I think that game is going to be much more competitive overall. Like, I feel like they'll need Ertz to win the game. They may not need Waller to win the game. Yeah, I'm with you. My, I lean Ertz, but it's just the lean, and uh, it's it's a good conversation, right? Uh, I like yeah. asking those uh, good 2v2s when I see them uh, to help people, you know, kind of make the decisions because they might be listening to this on a Saturday when, uh, you know, they're building their lineups and they're looking at, you know, staring at the tight end Waller and wondering what to do with Ertz. So uh, yeah. let's, let's move on and talk about the Jets now because – uh, one of the guys in the Jets, his name is Jameson Crowder, and I don't have the numbers in front of me. I saw it on Twitter today, but, man, his numbers this year, like, based on, like, you know, being, like, you know, wide receiver 10 or 8 or 9, like, every week he's up there in basically the top 12. He's been crushing, man. Uh, and the Raiders secondary, are we scared of it? Well, I don't think so. No. And, and the thing that, that I love about Crowder, if you look at the target distribution on this team, it's been steady, steady, steady. Week nine, 24, uh, 25%. Week two, 22%. Week three, I mean, week 11, 28.6%. I mean, if you go back, I mean, he's been mostly in the 30s, 20s, and 30s outside of a couple weeks. And those, I think some of those were probably when uh, uh, our good friend Darnold was out with Mono. So uh, Crowder's been fantastic, man. This is another spot where he, he could dominate yet again. I think if you're interested in Sam Darnold, for me, I've just got a rule. If I'm going to play Sam Darnold, I'm going to play Robbie Anderson every week because just because he's got the upside. And I'm not going to play a massive amount, but, you know, just enough to where if he get, you know, he breaks off 250-yard touchdown, you'll probably need him to take down a GPP. So I always get a sprinkle of him, but Jameson Crowder's your guy. I think this is a week where you can definitely use Lev Bell. I don't, he, he's not the same Lev Bell because, you know, the blocking is different and it's a different team. But he's still got two touchdown potential if they can get in the red zone. Uh, so I like him this week as well. All righty. Let's move on to the next game. We got the Steelers. We got the Bengals. It's a 39 total here. Uh, man, the one thing I want to mention is, have you seen Jalen Samuels' price value on DraftKings, man? They price him at 7.2K. I oh, yeah. The Bengals. Um, Will, talk to me because, again, it's a lower total. I'm not the biggest fan of the lower totals. I think there's a couple guys we can pick here and there, but I don't think this is a game I'm too interested in. Man, I'm interested in these Steelers, man, going. If, a theme for me in football is I attack bad defenses. So, you know, I'm going to be loading up on the Browns and not touching the Miami Dolphins. And that's how I feel in this game. I'm going to be loading up on Pittsburgh Steelers and not really playing any Bengals. Uh, I'm not going to play Mason Rudolph. I don't think I need him this week. Uh, I don't think I'll play Jalen Samuels at that price tag. I mean, we, we saw an upside game from him, I think, two or three weeks ago where he had 13 or 14 targets, and he still barely hit 20 fantasy points. So uh, I, I'm not touching him at 72, even though I know we've got guys that are out. Not going to worry about that. Uh, the main thing for me is I, I think, you know, James Washington, I think you get some exposure to him. Very reasonable 5K, going to be the number one guy. Uh, this team has been awful most of the season, so I, I think, you know, we don't worry about that. And then, you know, Vance McDonald at tight end, I think this is a good week for us to get our Vance McDonald exposure. Uh, you know, I, I think they'll have to throw the ball some to win this game, and I think most of it goes through McDonald and Washington. I, I don't mind Johnny Holton. I don't think you load up on him. But, you know, for a guy that, you know, is probably going to be on the field, he was on the field 60% of the snaps last week, a lot of that's you know, it's, it's due to uh, uh, DeAndre Johnson and, and, and Juju having concussions. You got to think that's probably going to increase this week. So, you know, Holton is cheap. 
I think I think Holton is borderline cash play in this game against the Bengals. And I know that's crazy, but at 3,300, he gets five targets and catches five targets for 50 yards. Cash play extraordinary. And I think he can get there this week at this price. So he's a guy I've got my eye on. He had seven targets last week, by the way. Yeah, it's a conversation to have, mainly because, you know, no Juju being there. And we don't have a lot of value at this current time. I think we have to look at some of them. Like Vance McDonald, he's one of those cheap tight ends that I'm considering. Yeah. Uh, if I don't have enough value and I want to jam in a CMC and Michael Thomas, I got to look at a Holton and Washington and at least have a conversation about it. I don't want to ignore him completely, um, but I think we got to at least consider it. I am kind of ignoring Jalen Samuels where he's expensive. Oh, can, forget it. If you can get him for cheap, I, I, and I don't know if a site is out there that has him for cheap, go for it because I'm with you. I want to attack that defenses, and that Bengals defense cannot stop anyone i mean anyone so uh if you can get them cheap sure but on dk i'm definitely going to pass um anything else you want to talk about the Steelers? Or you want to move over to the Bengals? Nah, i mean listen man i'm not playing any Bengals. so you know whatever you decide on the Bengals, we're, we're all clear i usually like the sprinklers of tyler boy I, i'm actually more interested in the steelers defense i know they had a letdown last week but this defense has, has been taking the ball away at just a historical clip here for the past five or six weeks. Not saying they're going to have three or four takeaways, but I think they can really limit the damage here. So I'm not playing any Bengals. Yeah, listen, I, I like that Steelers defense call. The one Bengal, and I mean the only one I'm going to talk about here, it's Tyler Boyd. And I, I'm just going to bring up one yeah. thing about him, and that's it. And, and, th and this is just worth noting. He was not happy about last week's game. He said, I'm the best player when AJ's gone, at least from the receiving core. And he said, I should be getting more targets. So – uh, I don't know if you hear that, Will. It's a little Squeaky bit of a squeaky wheel, wheel man. Uh, not, again, pick not, me, pick me. Yeah, not saying he's like this lock and low guy, but he's in the conversation. I think you have to consider him. And I think he's the only Bengal you consider here. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, Will, uh, this is the time where I think you pull out that notebook of yours that you always talk about. This game's got to be circled, man. you got to have some Ertz exposure, some Goddard. you got to love Russell Wilson against a run-funnel pass, uh, run pass team. Uh, what are you doing here, Will? Because I think this is one that's circled in your notebook and you're going to be loading up on. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, you know, we, we don't have to talk about how special of a season Russell Wilson's been having. Been fantastic. Uh, Wilson to Lockett, Wilson to Metcalf, Wilson to Lockett and Metcalf. Secretly, Jacob Hollister's been having some good fantasy performances because he's been getting in the end zone. Uh, so, you know, I, I think this is a fantastic spot. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. The Eagles, you know, defense hasn't really been able to, to, to shut down any receiving core. I know, you know, the Patriots, I know they kind of stifled the Patriots last week. But, you know, this isn't your mama's Patriots. This is the Seahawks. Russell Wilson will create plays with his legs if plays break down. That's what makes him so special. And uh, so Lockett, Metcalf, I think you get your exposure. And don't forget about Jacob Hollister. I, I think this is another good week for him. Not the cheapest tight end on the board, but not expensive. Kind of right in that, uh, you know, sweet spot in terms of porridge. So uh, not too hot, not too cold. Just right, Jacob Hollister, 4,300. Yeah, I'm with you. Love this Seattle side of the ball. One guy I do want to mention is that you didn't talk about was Josh Gordon. Uh, listen, if Lockett's struggling with that injury, again, we don't know the exact uh, you know status. I mean, it sounds yeah. like he's going to play, though. Uh, I just think the price tag of 4.2K, because they kind of 
you know, made some plays basically, it seemed like for him in the last game. Uh, I think he's in play in the conversation just because he's so cheap and we could be very, very starved for value. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles side of the ball. And the one thing I really want to mention about the Eagles here is Miles Sanders. Let's say Jordan Howard's out. I think he's trending to possibly playing now, but if Miles Sanders is out, or if Jordan Howard is out, Miles Sanders, he saw 85% of the snaps last week. I get it, Will. Miles Sanders, he wasn't good. Uh, he struggled a ton, but this is a spot where I think he'd absolutely dominate, and I want to go back to the well, uh, talk about Miles Sanders and me, and then talk about the tight ends because I think they're going to be a big talk of the town this week. Yeah, man. Um, I, I have a rule, and I'm not saying it's the greatest rule in the world, folks, but I just have things that keep me in check. I hate to talk about NBA during NFL, but in NBA, when, uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan is over 8K, I don't play him. When, when Hassan Whiteside is over 8K, I don't play him. In NFL, I just don't play any Eagles running backs ever. And, I, and very seldomly will I get burned by this strategy. Even if Jordan Howard's out, I just – I don't like Eagles running backs because I never know what's going to happen – Hopefully, I know that's not the greatest analysis. It's just a rule of mine, sharing that with you guys. Do I think Miles Sanders is a bad play? Not completely because he's going to be involved in the passing game, but historically the Eagles have a running back carousel, and I don't know what's going to happen week to week. As a result, I just scratched him off my list. Alshon Jeffrey, too cheap. Uh, Zach Ertz at 6K, great play, and maybe a little bit of Dallas Gardner on the backside. I do think Carson Wentz is one of the best quarterback plays on the slate this week. He's not he's not at the top for me because obviously I'm more so on Baker Mayfield, but at 5,600 in this spot where they're going to have to put up points, really like this price on Carson Wentz. I think he's a, I think he's a tournament target for sure. Listen, I've heard the Carson Wentz talk, and uh, it's one of those plays that's going to take me all week to finally get there. I think it's I just the price for me. It's the price. I get it. It's a price. I, I get it. And twenty-five totals, pretty good. Uh, Seattle secondary is not that great. I just don't love all the pieces there. But you know, those tight ends—they're pretty strong plays, and hopefully, they can kind of help Wentz get there. Just looking at that receiving core can be a little bit nasty, but um, yeah, he's he's definitely in the conversation. I think as one of the cash game quarterbacks and even tournaments. Uh, let's move on to the next game, Will. And uh, we got a 41 and a half total here. We got Jaguars. We got Titans. This is uh, one of the later games here. And one thing I want to mention with this game, it, Titans, they're three-point uh, you know, home favorites. And it's a very low total, but I still think there's guys that we can consider here. Uh, we got Nick Foles. He's in that range of Carson Wentz that you just discussed. Uh, we got Chark and D.D. Westbrook, who have been pretty intriguing, and they have some decent price tags still. But the guy I really want to talk about, probably the top play for me in this game, uh, it's Leonard Fournette. And I'm not saying he's the top running back player of the entire thing, but I think he's a really great volume play. And one note is the coach, Doug Marone, he went out and said, hey, listen, uh, you know, we didn't give Leonard Fournette the ball enough. That's a problem. We got to fix that. So uh, Leonard Fournette, talk to me. Is he one of your guys that you're loading up on? Yeah, so, so for me, man, guys that get volume, I don't care what matchup it is. I just I get them in my GPP lineups, and that's that's kind of another rule for me. Guys like Fournette, guy, because you know, you, you, let's say we've written off Fournette for the season because he hasn't gotten in the end zone. He's had some negative touchdown uh, 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 stuff going on, but the regression is coming. You know, there will be a couple games the rest of the year where he gets in the end zone in 100 yards or gets in the end zone and gets, two, gets, in, the, gets in the box twice. So that's where I'm at with Fournette. This isn't the greatest matchup in the world, but on pure volume alone, 
you have to think Fournette's going to have enough yards and at some point get in the box twice. Um, so that that's kind of where I'm at on him. Not my favorite running play by any means, but I definitely think, you know, if, if you're multi-entering, uh, you, you get him in your lineup. So I, I think the favorite part of this game for me, though, is guys like Sharp, guys like Westbrook. I think those are your targets in this game against this uh, uh, tightest defense that's ranked 22nd in DVOA. Yeah, got to like some of those receivers there. I think it's definitely a conversation to have. I think those uh, two guys in Chark and Didi are going to be in the cash game pool and in uh, definitely tournament darts that you want to get some exposure to. Um, listen, you tell me if you're building 150 lineups, you, you want some exposure to this game. Do you want any exposure to the Titans? Because, listen, I'm not too intrigued. I get it. Derrick Henry, I believe the Jaguars on Thursday Night Football last year was the game he went absolutely nuclear. But uh, I'm not too interested in the Titans here. How about you? Oh, good. That, that sounds like a field play to me. I uh, love Derrick Henry here. I'm not really interested in too much of the, the passing game. I know Tannehill's been playing pretty good, uh, so I'm not going to just write him off. He's been playing great. But Tennessee, uh, I mean, Jacksonville's ranked 30th in DVOA against the run. This just smells like another Derrick Henry spot for me. Um, and I don't think he's going to get the ownership like some of these other guys. And at 6.9K, we don't like to play guys like him on DK because he's not really getting work in the passing game. But listen, you know, he, he rushed for 100 yards and gets two touchdowns. I'm right there in the thick of things with the best of them. Derrick Henry is the only guy I'm going to play from this team this week. A.J. Brown is still cheap. Corey Davis is still cheap. But Derrick Henry is my guy from this game. Uh, really like what I think he can bring to the table against this Jaguars run defense. Yeah, I think you made a good point, right? Kind of a field play, and I think it's like a strictly a GPP play. And you, oh, you yeah, get, strictly GPP, no cash. Yeah, you get a little overweight on it, and uh, you kind of call it a day. I think that's the best way to approach it. And when I was kind of thinking, I was like, you know, I don't want to be that guy that just, like, lists, like, every play. and like, oh, this guy's good. You know, this guy's good. So I kind of went back to the past games. I was like, did I like any running backs in those games? And, you know, there weren't a ton that we liked. So uh, I don't think, like, we're just, uh, you know, saying we like everyone. So I think Henry can fit in the pool, right? If you're building 150, I think you can get some exposure to him. And I think we should do that there in your yeah. tournament lineups. Uh, let's move on over to the next game. This is the, uh, you know, the, uh, the 425 game of the week where I'm sure you'll hear Troy Aikman commentate. And uh, if you're not watching the red zone, <laughs> um, you got the Cowboys, you got the Patriots, 46 team total here. Um, what do you like here, Wilkes? I think there's a lot of different ways you can go, a lot of different guys you can play. Yeah, I mean, Zeke is just he's getting cheaper and cheaper. But I, I think, man, I, I, I feel so bad. I'm going to have to hop off the Zeke train this week at 7,500. I would rather take my Zeke shares and load up on somebody else or split it up between you know two or three other guys and get a little bit more overweight on the field. I think this is a full fade for me with Zeke this week. I think if I'm going to take one guy from this team, I think it's Michael Gallup. And not because he had a huge game last week. It's got nothing to do with it. It's got everything to do with speed. Uh, you know, Gallup, I think, is, you know, one of the fastest guys on this team. I think he can get behind this defense if, that, if Dak has enough time. Uh, not really interested in Dak this week either. But Michael Gallup, I think, is a guy that could be a difference maker at 5,900. I, I really loved him last week. Uh, he definitely got there. I like him again this week. Not playing any Z. I'm, I'm going to hop off Zeke this week against the Patriots defense. And I still like the Patriots defense in this game, uh, period. But Michael Gallup, a guy that's got tremendous speed, I think he could be a difference maker. 
Yeah, man. Listen, uh, I'm hopping off the Zeke train too. Uh, no interest in Zeke. I am going to pass. I'll give my running back share somewhere else. Uh, don't need to be playing him. Don't think it's a great spot. I do want to ask you, like I said, I think the Gallup play isn't bad. Earlier on the week, I was like, you know, I'm not in love with it, but I've heard a lot of people talk it up and say that they like it. Um, oh, I have, man, see, I'm sorry to cut you off, but so something I've done, and it's, it's no disrespect to anybody else, I try not to listen to any other podcast until I do mine. And then I go and listen to everybody and just kind of get some perspective, see where I'm at, see where they're at, kind of pick up some nuggets along the way. So I didn't know everybody was on Gallup. I, I thought he was kind of going to be standalone. So that, uh, that's really I, interesting. I, I don't think everyone's on it. I'm trying to just think, like, I did a lot. I mean, I did a lot of uh, – I think I did two football podcasts so far with Grant. So Grant liked them. Um, yeah. But I think people like the – I think just people like the salary on him. I think it's like – Okay. I think it's be- – and I think it's because of the upside there. Uh, the question is – and let's talk DraftKings real quick because I think the price is close enough where we do have to talk about it. Like, obviously, the Cowboys are probably going to be trailing, right? Uh, you know, trailing against the Patriots. Oh, yeah. often. Um, do you want Amari at 6.6 or you want Gallup at 5.9? Because, listen, Amari's price for 6.6, uh, it's, it's pretty cheap for Amari Cooper. Yeah, man. I, I feel like when this one, I, I take my discount. That, that's kind of where I'm at between those two because I feel like the target distribution is now getting closer and closer. And so if it was a really, really, really big disparity, like let's say Cooper was getting – 13 targets a game and Gallup was getting six, you know, I'd always side with Cooper. But, you know, when I'm kind of looking at the target distribution now, it, it's, it's, it's close enough to where I don't, I don't feel so bad about it. So that's kind of where I'm at. So, like, if you look at the target distribution, week nine, uh, and I, I know I'm only using a couple weeks. I could go back further, but week nine, Amari had seven, Gallup had six. Week 10, Amari had 14, Gallup had 10. So that's still close enough for me for the price discount. Week 11, Amari had 8, Gallup had 13. Now, Gallup had a crazy game last week. But my point is, I feel like for the price, Gallup's still a better player. Yeah, the, the one reason I mentioned I think some people uh, might consider Gallup is if you look at the salary range of the 6K guys, right? Like a John Brown is now priced up who was cheaper. A Gallup yeah. is 6'6", which he's came down, which is good. So a lot of the guys that were 5K that we won the roster went up, and a lot of the guys that were expensive, right, uh, they kind of went down a little bit. So this range is like a, a mixed bag in the 6K, and I could see people just saying, hey, man, Michael Gallup's there at 5'9", and maybe take that savings. And, and the one thing to know, too, is the targets, right? 10 targets the game before, 13 after. Uh, we've talked about Michael Gallup probably enough, but uh, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think more traction is going to be on him than, than maybe you're thinking. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Hey, listen, if that's the case, then let's go ahead and hammer Terrell Williams. We need to bump his ownership up. Same price. If Gallup's going to get more ownership than Terrell Williams this week, then I'm just going to hammer Terrell Williams against the Jets. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, like I said, I could be reading this completely wrong, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a conversation to have, and uh, obviously it's good to talk about that because ownership is super important. It's one of the most valuable things in tournaments trying to leverage plays. Uh, you know, we talked about this enough, though. Um, let's go over to the Patriots side of the ball. And Mohamed Sanu, he didn't practice today. Uh, man, I love Julian Edelman here. I mean, 6.9K on a site like DraftKings. The PPR upside that he has is insane. Um, I love Julian Edelman here. I think he's a really great receiver play. How about you? Yeah, man. Ju- Julian Edelman is, is in the player pool every week for me. Um, he, he just gets so much work. This is the one guy on the Patriots that you can guarantee production from week to week. I don't know what Sonny Michelle is going to do week to week. I don't know what James White is going to do per se week to week. I don't even know when Rex Burkhead is going to play. Don't know when Philip Dorsett is going to catch a touchdown. 
Don't know what Benjamin Watson is going to do. This is going to be controversial. I don't even know where I'm going to get out of Tom Brady at this point week to week. But I know Julian Edelman is going to get the targets. And most weeks he's going to produce. Uh, obviously, you know, I, that's kind of where I'm at, man. Julian Edelman, only guy I think I'll be playing for the Patriots this week. Yeah, man. Julian Edelman has only had three weeks where he hasn't had double-digit targets. Uh, one of those weeks that he did get double-digit targets, he got injured against the Jets and missed the entire second half. So um, he could have an even bigger game. Like, Julian yeah. Edelman is just such a safe cash game play. I think he's an amazing tournament play, too. Uh, love, love, love Julian Edelman this week. And don't really like anything else in the Patriots. I'm not going to run it back with Tom Brady. I'm just nope. going to run Julian Edelman likely by himself or, or maybe ran back with, like, a Gallup or Cooper. Uh, again, 46 total. I think this is a game that you want to get a little bit of exposure to. Um, let's move on. Let's go to the Sunday night game. Uh, we got the Green Bay Packers. My Green Bay Packers, I'm super excited for this game. I got friends going. Uh, we got the San Francisco 49ers, 47.5 total with the Niners, three-point favorites, Will. Uh, how are you approaching this game? Because I think this is a juicy one. Well, I mean, we'll see. I think, I think what you, we've got to determine this week is, do we really feel confident in the San Francisco defense against the Green Bay offense? And I know San Francisco kind of struggled last week uh, against, against the Cardinals. Do, do we really trust this defense? If we do, I think this is a spot where you could really, really hammer their defense and hope to get a couple of defensive touchdowns, hope to get a couple of sacks. Um, I just kind of want to spin that a little bit because I, I, I think this game is going to be a little bit low scoring. But that, that's my read. I know Vegas probably has it a little bit higher because of the quarterback play. I think, the de- I think if the defense is really get involved here, this could potentially be a low-scoring game. So I'm not as interested in this game. Um, and I'm kind of glad it's only on fantasy drafts, so I don't really have to think about it as much. I do think Devontae Adams is a good, interesting play just because of the targets he's going to get. But overall, man, going, this is one – this is a week where I'm kind of disagreeing with Vegas on this one. I think this could be a, you know, 13-17 to 17 game easily if these defenses really show up to play. That, that's kind of where I'm at. I know it's Sunday night and the lights are going to be on. I, I just think this game could be a little bit more low score than we anticipate. Yeah, did you mention the money play, man? That's Devontae Adams, man. 13.4K over on Fantasy Draft. I mean, he's only 500 more than Calvin Ridley and Jarvis yeah. Landry and Emmanuel Sanders. Like, love, love, love Devontae Adams. Listen, I'm a Packers fan. Not trying to be a homer here, but – I think this is a spot where you're seeing a big, big game from him. So, love Devontae Adams. Think he's a guy that you need, and I mean, need to be considering in your tournament lineups, in your cash game lineups. Think he's a guy you want to look at. Uh, if a guy like George Kittle is going to play, uh, obviously you have to monitor his injury status. I think he's certainly in play at the 12.5K range. This isn't a week that we love receivers, right? Like, we, we like Ertz. Uh, you know, we like Dallas Goddard. We like Darren Waller. They're good plays, but. I don't know. They don't seem like the smash plays that we've seen in some past weeks. So I think Kittle, uh, how do you kind of grade him out compared to those other tight end plays? I mean, if, he, if Kittle plays, to me, it's like 1A, 1B, 1C. You know, guys that are going to get massive amounts of target work, target share. I always, I, I just kind of have those guys in a, in a class, in a group of their own. I think you can play them any or every week and they're going to be fine. So that's where I'm at. If Kittle plays, I, I think Honestly, I think, you know, he would be probably the de facto tournament play because of that questionable tag, last game on the slate. Realistically, you know, people like instant gratification, so they want to see their points so they can see where they're at. And then Kittle could just, you know, snipe me at the end of the game with a touchdown and 
you think you're going to win, and all of a sudden he busts out for 20 fantasy points. So, uh, listen, he's right up there with Kelsey, Ertz, Waller. You play him. Yeah, I'm with you. Definitely have to consider the Kittle option. But, man, uh, listen, I don't want so much exposure to this game. But, uh, man, love Devontae Adams. If you're playing showdown slates, man, give me all the captain Devontae Adams. <laughs> absolutely love that. I'll be playing the showdown so I can get some captain Devontae Adams for sure. Um, let's move on over, Will. Let's do the uh, – we got the game here we got to do, right? The, uh, the morning grind game. Kick it off for me. We got the top quarterback over 300 yards and a touchdown outside of the top five quarterbacks. I know Russell Wilson's the guy. That's who I want, but I can't take him, Will. Uh, who's your guy besides the top five? Oh, man, my bad. Look, we we got to hit on this last game. It'll be quick, I promise. The Monday night game. Okay. You cool with that? Sorry, folks. No, you're good. Um, uh, I, thought, I thought we were ending there not doing the Monday night, but we'll do the Monday no, night. No, no, it's all good. This is going to be real easy. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, I think Lamar Jackson can always be your captain in this spot because of the upside. He's going to be expensive. I think you get him in there. Mark Andrews will be my second favorite target. Uh, and, and then on the Rams side, uh, you know, I, I think you look at Cooper Cup and hope he can get going here again and maybe Gerald Everett. But I, I'm not as interested in golf in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, listen, if Robert Wood sits, you got to consider Reynolds and Cooper Cup possibly. But I don't trust Jared Goff. Like, this is a great game just to – and obviously you're playing showdown. You have to play more than Lamar Jackson. But if you're playing like a Thursday to Monday, like uh, Lamar Jackson, and that's kind of all I really want to touch. Yeah, there you go. All righty. So top quarterback, over 300 and a touchdown outside of the top five quarterbacks, Will. Who you got? Man, you already know where I'm going. Easy pickings this week. Uh, going with my boy Baker Mayfield, man. You're going to see a theme here with this game. Oh, you, you took my guy. That was the one I wanted. Um, <laughs> listen, I won't repeat. I won't take your guy. Let's see who else I can go. Um, you know, who's just outside of the top five. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm cringing a little bit saying it. But, uh, listen, let's go with Jameis, right? Uh, Jameis, he, he normally finds a way to get there. He, he yeah. has some picks along the way. But if you look at the 300 yards, I mean, he's done it the past five weeks. Uh, he gets touchdowns as well. So, yeah, give me Jameis Winston there as my guy. Yes. Um, Running back outside of the top five for 100 yards and a touchdown, Will. You can't take your boy Nick Chubb. He's in the top five. So, who else you got? Man, Derrick Henry, 6,900. Going against Jacksonville. I'm going to ride this DVOA train this week. Uh, common theme, another common theme you'll see there. Love Derrick Henry this week against Jacksonville. Oh, man, I love it. That was that was nice. You, I feel like you took the best call because, again, like, Running back is ugly this week. Running back Ooh, is just tough. fun. Um, the other the other guy I'll give you, um, I'll go with Leonard Fournette because the volume's there. Um, it's just there's not a lot of other guys to like there. And uh, listen, uh, I, I'm not going to be the guy to say it, but uh, you know, there's going to be a guy out there on some podcast that goes, this is the week. This is the week we get Leonard Fournette. <laughs> uh, uh, but Leonard Fournette, he's probably the best volume guy there outside of the top five. Uh, I'll go with him to have a pretty good game. Let's go with value wide receivers for a hundred dollars for a hundred yards and a touchdown under five K. Will, who you got? Man, th this was a tough one for me this week because I was hoping, I mean, hoping that we could have kept this guy down, but he's he's not there anymore. I'm actually going to roll with DJ DD Westbrook at forty six hundred. Uh, I was hoping Crowder would, would, would be suppressed a little bit, but he's not. Randall Cobb has secretly been dominating, by the way, past couple of weeks, but I'm not playing him. D.D. Westbrook's my guy this week at 4,600. 
All righty, Didi's a good call. Uh, it'd be weird if I took Didi with, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, that'd be an odd combo to have together. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I think Westbrook's a great call. I'm going to go a guy that's in the exact same range that you can consider. Uh, I'm going to go with Hunter Renfro. Uh, he's been playing a lot better, been getting oh, yeah. more targets, six, five, seven, four. I mean, the targets are there. And listen, this is the New York Jets, right? The Jets, they are an absolute pass funnel. Uh, a lot of opportunity here for a guy like Henry, I think. So uh, he's not a guy that's going to burn you completely, but, uh, you know, the Jets, they can't tackle. So uh, Renfro, I think, can have a pretty nice game. Give me him as my value guy under 5K for 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, value wide receiver or value tight end outside the top ten, uh, top five. So no, um, no Hooper, no Ertz, Waller, Ingram, or Jared Cook. So basically uh, Jacob Hollister and down. I think I know who you're going to go. Yeah, man, listen, I know you probably think you know where I'm going. I want to pull out a guy that we didn't really talk about as much, but this guy's kind of had a nice target share, uh, and that's Ryan Griffin going, going against Oakland. I've got, I know, I, I know I'll, I'll tell you who I'm going to take, but I, I just want to point out Ryan Griffin, 4,200. Uh, I, I think this is a guy that, that could really get in there this week. I'm almost certain I know who you're going to take in this, in this part of the game. Oh, I, so did you take Griffin? Was that official? Yeah, Gr- Griffin's official. All right, man. Uh, dude, it's Dallas Goddard, right? Uh, 3.7K. I think he's the guy. Uh, is that the one you thought I was thinking of? No, I thought you were going to take Lance McDonald. No, no. I, I think Vance is fine. But <laughs> listen, I, I think oh. Goddard's such a sick play. Um, listen, not, the 100 yards ain't the easiest thing for him to get. That's the one concern. But uh, double touchdown is a thing I think you could definitely see out of him. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard because, uh, you know, at that price tag, uh, 3.7K, I think he's one of the better value tight ends on the slate. Yeah. And so, sorry, I said Lance McDonald. I meant Vance. I don't want to mess up your name there, Mr. McDonald. Sorry about that. Vance McDonald's who I thought you were going to take. All righty. And give me the utility player under 5K. Um, who you got there? This Now, this one was tough for me because all the guys that I wanted to take were, like, right at 5K. So, like, I wanted to take James Washington from, from the Steelers. He was right at 5K. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with this guy. I've talked him up. You know, I said I thought he could possibly have a good week despite the matchup. Uh, I'm going to go with Brian Hill again at, at 4,900 Atlanta. I, you know, got vultured on one touchdown. One touchdown got called back. I, I think he could get in there. Uh, let, let's, go, let's go with Brian Hill. Oh, man, yeah. So, like, this is the problem with this slate, Will. Like, and just talking about slate construction in general, like, it's nasty. Uh, It's really ugly. There's not a lot to like under 5K. Uh, That's the problem. Like, I want to take Miles Sanders at 5K. I want to consider Tyler Boyd, but uh, I can't, right? I'm stuck on these other guys. This is what I'm forced to deal with. So, um, I'm going to give you, like, a complete GPP dart. Can have massive ceiling games. Uh, Not a guy I'm playing in my cash games, but let's go with Tariq Cohen. Uh, and again, like I said, I don't want to play many bears or anything, but Mitch Trubisky, he can't throw a football. He's struggling to throw a football. And we've seen Tariq Cohen's targets go up a bit and with them going up a bit, you know, that's really nice for the PPR upside. We saw 13.7 on him and 18.4. He's a fast guy. And if he breaks one, you know, he's gone. And he's one of those type of players. So we'll go with him as the complete like GVB off the board, uh, 5k play. I'm not saying this is a value play cash game guy. Definitely a more off the board dark play. How's that sound? Like? Sounds good, my friend. Sounds good. Yeah, like I said, that was uncomfortable saying a Bears play, but I, and I, I wonder if you guys know I'm I'm not probably playing Tariq Cohen, but that's because the value is nasty. And uh, you know, today we're recording this Thursday night. 
uh, Friday, we get the, uh, we're recording this Wednesday night. So uh, Friday, we're going to get all the injuries. And uh, once the injury reports come through, a lot more value. Hopefully, I'm praying. And I mean, I am praying that it comes out. <laughs> um, last thing I want to mention before we get out of here, should have mentioned this at the top. Uh, don't forget, join in on the fantasy draft. $250,000 Hooters main event GVP. This is an awesome contest, guys. It's only $25 to enter. And this ain't like the Millie Maker. Uh, it's 35K to first, 25K to second, uh, 20K to third. It's not as top heavy. It's an awesome contest. It's overlaid a ton. So get on in on that action, guys. I'll be in there this week. I hope to see you guys in it. What's your final thoughts, Will? Give the people your last takes before we get on in. Man, you know, you, you don't have to build crazy lineups to win. Uh, this is a week where I think you can just make solid decisions and you could look up at the end of the day and, and be in that top spot. If you're looking to be a Millie Maker, it could be your week. If you're looking to take down the Hooters main event, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I gladly accept 35K. Uh, just just try to build quality lineups this week, man, and, and, and let that work for you. Yeah, man, let's get after it. Uh, lo loving this slate a little more the more and more I talk about it. Think it'll be a fun one. Can't wait to sweat the red zone games. And then we got Thanksgiving week next week, Will. Uh, Thanksgiving oh slate is the best, man. I love the Thanksgiving slate. But, uh, yeah, for sure. All right, man. We're going to get on out of here. For me, Travis Mangone. For Chief Justice, Will Priester, we are out of here.